Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 530, the 530th edition here at the Caffeination Podcast. We are having a fantastic time. Hopefully you will join us on our live to hard drive journey. I am Paul. This is Steve. And we're here to give you all of the best in caffeine culture and technology news. We're calling this the Snark and Food Edition because that's pretty much all I got going. Um, we had a lot of food stuff, and I have more than enough snark to go around. I've been uh, kind of hitting them out of the park recently. Yeah, I'd it, say so. There's been a lot of puns. It has been a punny week. Yes, it has. <laughs> Especially over the weekend. Yeah, the, the, the weekend was just full of puns. We both went to the zoo, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of puns hiding in the zoo, and I'd be lying if I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that I had used that one already. We could barely bear it. Oh yeah. Um, there's no pun for a platypus, but a no. platypus is nature's own little pun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was an utter failure to even try. So uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, so what'd you do, Geeky, this week, good sir? Uh, you know what? I just I'm still with the Gears of War. I uh, think I jumped about. Six or seven levels uh, since the last time we were here. Okay. Uh, I am barely, <laughs> I'm almost beating uh, Mass Effect 3. I told you that I managed to actually dis- complete every single storyline up until the final battle. At least I think it's a final battle. And I've been having like in-depth discussions with some of my friends who've also had the game and chosen different paths. And we're trying to figure out what all has changed from my version of the playthrough ver- to their view- their version. So it's kind of cool. Uh, we also have a bunch of book reviews coming up, and uh, Geeky this week I saw The Avengers, unbelievable movie. It is probably the best out of all of them so far. You need to go see it. Yeah, I should. And I anybody who's listening to this, stop right now, pause it, go back, watch the movie, and come back when you're done. I'll wait. Uh, all right, you can leave. Uh, I'll uh, be back. <laughs> all right. It, it's a fantastic movie. It was just as funny as you imagine they should all be, and Iron Man was Iron Man. At this point, I don't even think Robert Downey Jr. exists. <laughs> I think he is Tony Stark. He's been lying to us the whole time. So uh, it's it was a great, great movie. Um, but, but there's plenty of other stuff to talk about, plenty of other fish in the sea, so to speak. Uh, you, if you are looking for this episode or any of its other episodic friends, you can find them over at www.caffinatio.com. That is caffeination.com, in case you couldn't figure that one out. We talk all about the fun things that are coffee, that are caffeine, that are geeky, that are uh, technology and geek related. It, it kind of runs the gamut here around here, doesn't it? I think so. And if we find a really cool story we want to talk about, we'll still talk about it, even if it doesn't quite fit in. That's what the shoehorn's for. All right, uh, we have a lot of fun stuff. I just wanted to make a mention of the fact that the Caffeination is sponsored by Puzzle Beast Productions, web and graphic design that falls right into place. Uh, that is my company, full disclosure. I like going with that tagline, stop staring at me. And uh, it's just, it's it's turning into a really good uh, uh, situation over there. I'm, I'm really happy with a lot of work that we're doing and a lot of clients that I'm meeting. So if you have the need for logo or graphic design, if you want website work or server work done, please feel free to contact us over at PuzzlePiecePro.com. All right, Towel Day is almost here. Have you ever heard of Towel Day? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, well, first of all, you need to read the five books in the Hitchhiker's Guide trilogy. 
I think I've given you the book. You've given me the book, and I have yet to read it. I I will smack you around, I swear. (laughs) With the book. (laughs) With the book. It is quite the tome. Well, Towel Day is the international day in which we all remember to take our towels with us. It is a remembrance of Douglas Adams, uh, the fine author of the trilogy, and it is also kind of like a a celebration for geeks everywhere. Um, So it's kind of fun. It's kind of cool. Just remember to take your towel with you. There's a bunch of towel-related quotes over on uh, TowelDay.org. I won't belabor the point, but uh, I I think it's kind of funny to... uh, to just make mention of it so you can get on over there make sure that you're attending on the facebook group and all other fine kinds of fun stuff and make sure that after you bring your towel with you on may 25th which is friday this week that you actually take a picture of yourself and tag it on Flickr because you'll you'll enter into their large photo uh, uh gallery i have a towel that's actually usually hanging right behind us that has the number 42 written on it also a a very intrinsic number to the uh, hitchhiker's guide uh series so you need to really Catch up on your reading there, good sir. I should. The death of Lincoln is all kinds of well and good, but you really need... <laughs> I borrowed Steve's car last week, too, so <laughs> he left the book out there. It's always good to leave books that you look good reading out. Oh, I mean, I it's like word and peace. You never put, like, the funny papers out there. Oh, I should. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's Tal Day. What do we got up next, good sir? Next, we have the uh, 25th anniversary of Street Fighter. I cannot believe nah. it is 25 years old. Yeah, it doesn't even feel that uh, that old. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, September 18th, it will be releasing a 25th anniversary collector set. Now, what comes with this set is uh, some of the uh, four of the games, which will uh, have all the uh, downloadable characters and everything with it. And uh, it'll also have video of, you know, highlights of, you know, everything it went through. Uh, You would have a uh, light-up Ryu statue, uh, his belt... And a certificate of authenticity because, uh, of course, you would know as much as I do that with collector sets like this, uh, not only do they show authenticity, they're actually numbered. So there's probably going to be a limited edition of how many is being sent out. At $150 a pop, though. $149.99. I, I guess you would really have to love Street Fighter. I mean, I like Street Fighter. I like Street, <laughs> Street Fighter. I don't, I don't $150 like it. I mean, we might have an on-again and off-again relationship at yeah. that point. I but, mean, but, you know, Legend of Zelda come out with something like this. I'll, I'll, I'll throw 300 bucks in just to show how much yeah, you I might, love You it. might want to keep that on the down low. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm pretty sure the, the fine folks over at Nintendo will gladly sell you every single Legend of Zelda <laughs> game that has ever been out there uh and and even in little gold cases too oh i would hope so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah my only problem is this i'm not a fan of ryu in the games no i I like ken more i don't know maybe it's because he's a blonde-haired blue-eyed dude and i I always actually played with guile more than anybody else yeah or uh, was it baraka was that the guy's name like the hulk looking yeah it was like the hulk on meth yeah yeah, I, I liked him. And it was Baraka, right? I'm not just, like, transposing popular names. I right? believe it was Baraka. Okay. So, okay. yeah, I mean, that they, they should offer it in different characters. It's like, whoever you were. I mean, I know one dude who lived and died with Zangief. That is the only thing that he rocked. <laughs> So, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. So, I, I, I like this. I think it's really cool. And you know what? For this price, you should have every single game that they ever put out. I mean, Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, or Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Special Edition, Sp- Street Fighter 2 Turbo Electric Boogaloo. I mean, they should go all the way down the lines of you know, the 15,000 different games that they had. So. And we were both wrong. It was not Baraka. Baraka is from Mortal Kombat. It's Blanka. 
Blanca. <laughs> I drew a Blanca on that one. Here you go. All right, moving right along to the next thing. Speaking of Blancas, we got something for you out there. Here's a little stock advice from a bunch of guys who don't own any. You don't own any, right? I, I, you know what? I couldn't even do stocks if, if you tried. <laughs> if, you, if you tried to teach me, I'd know nothing. Okay, well, I'm going to take stock of the situation here, and I'm going to tell you that Facebook had an IPO, which means that they sold parts of their company to willing participants. And if there's anything that I know about the great internet stocks that are out there, it is you probably don't want to bet on a social network because they have this lovely little bell curve where they go up and then they go down. And I'm not saying Facebook's going down anytime soon, but there was so much hype about this stock. And in fact, they kept rising the the valuation, which is the initial price that it was going to get sold at. And that now there's turning around that maybe when they sold it at 38 to $40 a share, that that might have been overvalued, and that there was actually pertinent information that was not shared with other uh, customers, or it was only shared with the really rich customers. And yeah. that's going to end up being a huge, huge problem. So they're still billionaires. They're just not going to be quite as big of a billionaire. And I like how they're saying, well, you know, there's going to be fines from the Securities Administration and all kinds of other things. It's like, yeah, you know what? Um, the, the, the people on Wall Street, they're not going to really care about a fine unless you're taking it all back. I mean, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna you know cancel the IPO or do something else crazy, I don't even know if you could do that. I know that there are fine people who listen to this show who know much more than I do. I never really thought that a Facebook stock would be a good idea unless you were trying to do exactly what they were saying, where you buy really high, you know, where you buy as soon as it comes out, and then you sell it to the other people who didn't quite get in on that initial burst because now it's already dropped like ten bucks or something like that. Yeah, and uh, there's reports out there that it should have been valued somewhere around. $20 instead of 40 so it's probably going to go down even more. I mean, that's just crazy all over the place. So, a bunch of stock advice from the people who don't own any. Don't buy it. <laughs> or wait till it's only worth like two pennies, then buy it just for fun. All right, I owned Facebook stock back when I was your age, kid. That's <laughs> your fault, Gramps. All right, moving right along to Gizmodo. We're going to run down the 10 gadgets you'd be a fool to buy right now. I thought this was kind of a fun little pertinent list, so we're going to do a, a funny thing. All right, number one. Of course, the iPhone. <laughs> That's because the iPhone 5 possibly will be out. All right, we'll see what's happening. Number two is Windows tablets, because the Windows 7 operating system really isn't quite the right fit for it. Windows 8 is going to be where it is at for the Metro UI. Well, it's better to have Metro. All right, number three. <laughs> number three would be the uh, Ultrabooks. I never liked the name, actually. So you get the, the Ultrabook, the, the, the Chromebook. The, you know, it's like all these tiny little things. It's like, okay, when is a laptop a laptop? And when is an Ultrabook just like a tiny laptop? I mean, they're all laptops. That's where you put them. It's got no feeling in the name. Yeah, Ultrabook. You know what? It sounds like a bad superhero. <laughs> all right, Sprint phones. You know what? I, I, I'm a little bit ashamed to admit that... I, I kind of I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop with Sprint. I kind of feel that they're on their way out really quick, and like all the different uh, valuations and everything that they've personally had, it just seems like they're really coming down hard, and they're just eventually going to get bought by AT and T, whatever regulators are saying. So, all right, next up, yeah, it would be the MacBook Pro. All right, and again, because they are due for a refresh, That's do right. not buy them now unless, especially because they're all full price now. Wait until after they announce the update for these things, and then you can buy the old ones at less price. Android tablets, because, well, they, again, the current version of the operating system just isn't quite up to snuff. Number next is the uh, smart TVs. They're, again, not re quite ready for primetime nah. players, and the, the prices are so high on them. I love the Google review. I love the... Uh, the Logitech review. I like the Google TV experience, 
But if if I hadn't gotten it sent to me, I don't know that I would have bought it. I mean, my kids love it. I mean, my son can go through, navigate, and watch Netflix, switch back to live TV. It's actually kind of scary. You know, when he gets the two, it's like, wow. You know, you can't tie your shoes yet, but you can sure as heck start Netflix up and fire off a tweet if you really wanted to. So, all right, next one. Would be the Windows Phone. Again, it's it's more of a fact that the stuff isn't quite there yet. Right. So we're, we're just basically waiting for the other shoe to drop in, the, in terms of design versus the actual version of the operating system. I don't know that I agree with the next one. Yeah, the uh, e-readers is what they're saying, and I, I, you know what, I have one right now, and you know what, I love it. I, yeah, I take it with me everywhere. You have the uh, Kindle Fire. The right? Kindle Fire. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to do another one of those pre-owned sales where they're trying to unload them at like a 129. Right. Because I would definitely get in on that. I just can't at this point, you know, throw down another 200 for it. But yeah. I, I, it's it's such a really cool little item, and I, I just I, I would like to be in on that. <laughs> But the, the also the reason that they're saying to hold off is because Amazon's supposed to be re- re- introducing a backlit e-ink display. So it's the same display that the lower-cost uh, Kindles have, but it's also going to do color. So I don't know exactly what that's going to be. It's not capacitive, so you can't touch it, I think. I don't know, but we'll see. And the last one, of course, I think everybody can kind of admit, Blackberries, they're definitely on their way out. So unless you'd like to buy a trilobite, that is the... Uh, Official state fossil of Pennsylvania, by the way. Uh, you probably don't want to own a BlackBerry at this point. In you time. know what? I've, I've never liked Blackberries. I, I don't like the I don't like the uh, the uh, UI, so to speak. I don't like the uh, user interface on it. Right. The user experience has never really been my deal. And uh, aren't they the ones that used to do? No, Nextel is the one that used to do the chirps everywhere. Yeah, the chirp yeah. everywhere. But with the BlackBerry, I mean, I I don't know. I just I, I you get people that uh, say you know, oh, I love my BlackBerry. Why? I mean. Yeah, it, at this point, it, it feels kind of like a proto uh, smartphone. Yeah, I've seen some nicer ones that they've had out now, but it almost looks like too little, too late. So well, who knows where they're going to end up? But I'm just not big on them right now. So th- thanks to the good folks over at Gizmodo for putting that one together. All right, now the next story is a good fr- uh, from our good friend Steve. Uh, yeah, this is this. You know what? This is actually pretty funny. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of uh, malfeasance. Yeah, uh, a, a gentleman went to Target and scammed them by slapping homemade barcodes on Lego sets. And what, what's so funny about this is, you know, you, you read about this uh, guy named uh, a, uh, a tech executive named Thomas Langenbach. Uh, you know, uh, a he, tech executive, you know, makes he, a he, lot he, of money. Yeah, he's <laughs> in charge of, like, SAP. I mean, that that's a company that does huge amounts of business. Systems, applications, and products. That's the name of the company. Yeah, I mean, and you know, they they tell you this guy li- you know lives in a two million dollar home, and he goes to a Target, and with homemade barcodes, slaps them on, uh, and just bu- buys them for crazy reduced prices. Yeah. So it's like he's buying like the Death Star, like a four hundred dollar set for like fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean, he uh, apparently he went to a the Mountain View Target and bought two uh, Lego sets. At a savings of one hundred and seventy dollars. How big are these? Sets? <laughs> and they said like his house is actually set up really crazy. Like he has all of them sorted out by color and everything. So is it just that he's addicted to Legos? Or and I saw another story that actually said that he was flipping them on eBay. I'm like, really? The guy who runs <laughs> SAP is flipping Legos on eBay. I guess you got to get big. You got to ma- get money to make money. But I mean, seriously, yeah, it's, that's, that seems a little far fetched. You know, and I'm I'm a big fan of Legos, but you know, I I don't want to get caught. You know, yeah, I, <laughs> it's like at the end of the story, you're like you know what, that might work. 
<laughs> Maybe just a little bit. You do it once or twice. <laughs> That's still a pretty cool story. Yeah. All right, the next one up here. This is We're going to have to talk about this gently because the actual content itself is not uh, family-friendly, shall we say, for the young ears, so we're not going to be playing it. Uh, the title itself, in, in and of itself, is more than a little bit, uh, shall we say, risque for the current fair of this show. However, we also have another story shortly after this as well. <laughs> but um, it's called Dragon Dungeons & Dragons Meet Kanye the Giant. There's a new uh, Comedy Central series that just wrapped their first season called Key & Peel incredibly funny stuff they do really kind of off the wall humor and they have absolutely one of my favorite send-ups ever of dungeons and dragons where a uh, a rather urban identified youth ends up joining the the stereotypical um <laughs> gang of nerds for a game of dungeons and dragons like well wh- what do you want to be i want to be kanye yo the giant all big and they're like well d- giants are not usually player characters as they are chaotic evil so yeah, his first thing is he want to know where the club is in Isildur, and it, it's 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 a really really funny sketch. So if you can handle just a slight bit of blue humor, you really owe it to yourself to go over and check this out. It is absolutely hilarious. I was in stitches and I've watched it many many times. Um, but I, at this point, I would like to also mention that we are the uh, a proud member of the Tech Podcast <laughs> Network. If it's tech, it's here. All the other member shows are over at techpodcasts dot com. Everybody has agreed to create child safe, family friendly, and educational content. So you won't hear us say the bad words, but we can still laugh at them. That's right. <laughs> and speaking of which, the next one, it, this is even harder to talk about in a nice show such as ours. Parking. D. D. <laughs> yeah, there's a bad word that begins with D, and it's not four letters, it's a couple. Uh, we're going to say that it's a six-letter word. It's a, also a, a feminine hygiene product, shall well, we say. We don't have to say it's a six-letter word. It is a six-letter word. It is a, a six-letter word, unless you're talking about the extended version, which <laughs> it's also a, a nine-letter word. Yeah. Where it's a DB. Yeah. All right. So, yes, but uh, we've all seen them. The people who park incredibly poorly, the people who uh, are, are basically uh, messing it up for the rest of us. So they'll park on the sidewalk. They'll do everything else. Well, there's a fun new uh, app for uh, Android phones, I believe, that's out there. Yeah, it's an Android app that's working in Moscow. So websites that are in Moscow can actually add a widget into it. So if you're walking along and you see somebody parked like a uh, like a DB, then you can take a picture of their license plate and send it to this app. This app then uploads it to a service that identifies the make model and can recognize the color of the car. So the people who are within the range of the IP address, anywhere from three to four miles from the IP address for the phone that sent it, will actually infect other websites, but the websites have all agreed to be part of this network so that while people are on the site, a pop-up will appear over the content for whatever site they happen to be on, only in that short radius, with a picture of the car and says, you think this is annoying, how about parking like this guy? And it's it's you have to click off there, and you could either send it or share it. I think that's the only thing that's a bad thing. The only way to get it off there is to share it with Facebook. So if you share it with Facebook, that means everybody who's in your circle can see this tool. Who that tool's a good word to use for that. It is. See, so so you can see this tool who decided to park on the car uh, sidewalk, block a fire hydrant, block and block a, a handicap ramp, any one of the number of offenses that you can do. I love this idea. Yeah. I want to do this as driving DBs. I want to take. I want to have uh, you know the passenger in the car take pictures of people who are driving like complete and utter tools and send them to this app this would be fantastic i offer to start hosting apps for philadelphia and beyond i think this is fantastic oh uh, yeah I, you know what I'll, i'm waiting for this to uh, show up uh, here this, uh, I'm, i really want to do in soviet this. russia the cars park you <laughs> <laughs> all right speaking of internet memes yeah 
speaking of internet memes, uh, one of the most famous ones is uh, Rickworld. I don't want to give you up. It's happened to me a couple of times. I'm almost (laughs) certain it's happened to you. Uh, It's only happened to me once. (laughs) First time's free. And I think you actually recalled me. Multiple times. (laughs) But uh, if you know what it is, you know, it's from, uh, you know, the 80s song, I believe, uh, from uh, Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up. Never Gonna Let You Give You Up. That's right. And, uh, you know, it's going on. (laughs) It's going on for years. And, you know, to this day, it's still going. But, um, unfortunately, a company online, uh, AVG Technologies, which, uh, you know, I really am not uh, familiar with who they are, but you said they were some type of security. They make free antivirus software. (laughs) And they made a claim against the YouTube video that everybody sends everybody to. This thing had, like, 80 million views. And they made a claim against it that they owned the copyright. And so it took it down. Yeah. And, it's, uh, and yeah, I, I don't know why, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's probably because the person probably got hit in one day probably six, 7,000 times for being Rickroll. <laughs> that, that's the only explanation. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine. It's like, you know what? The only thing that I think that this would be good for would be showing other people the actual abuses that are easily possible with a DMCA. It's like, you know, it's like you can claim that you have copyright ownership over pretty much anything. You know, I think I might go out there and do that to all the Justin Bieber songs just to permanently remove them. Of course, you know, it'd probably only be a day or something like that. But, I mean, you could theoretically do that. You could say, no, actually, I own all that content. The Biebs is not. <laughs> I'm not a believer. You don't have the Bieber fever? I do not have the fever. <laughs> We're stone cold 98.6 on this one. That's right. <laughs> actually, I'm 97.4, but still cool customer that's right <laughs> but uh so, you know since the story came out they actually updated saying uh, i found i found it on on youtube again so i i assumed it wasn't blocked but yeah an update uh, showed on this article that uh after 24 hours the, the video was back on and uh there's no official explanation on why on. <laughs> so uh yeah keep work rolling <laughs> all right so uh, yeah i have a couple stories to send you later steve <laughs> All right, now we are up to the uh, fun part of the show, the ap- my absolute favorite part of the show. It's where I try and not talk for a little while. But uh, ready for this, ladies and gentlemen? On the shores of Hyrule, with his ocarina in his hand, he's a bad, bad man. Welcome to Steve's World. And here we are again, another week. <laughs> and uh, this week, you know, of course, the fun facts. Uh, I really couldn't think of anything, so you gave me the idea for the... Uh, Easter eggs in video games, and uh, I just I just picked a few, uh, four of them actually, and the first one I had to go old school uh, to uh, Earthworm Jim, <laughs> and uh, what you got to do to find this is uh, if you pause the game and punch in the code Yabba Yabba, you'll get a full screen of uh, the programmer Nick Jones with a series of messages admonishing him for using the old cheat uh, code. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the one that they showed was this is this is the uh, old Chico and what it uh, it's a picture it's cut, uh, five pictures of his face with different hairstyles sunglasses and uh, a big head <laughs> so I, I thought that was pretty neat that's pretty neat and uh, next we'll go with uh, of course Borderlands and uh, they took uh, homage to uh, Evil Dead and we actually know this word boomstick yeah they actually uh, in one of the cases the uh, gun cases. Uh, of the gazillion that they say uh, there is in there. Uh, one of them is uh, homage to uh, Evil Dead, Boomstick. I was unaware that there was a Boomstick. I probably would have used it. 
I'm pretty sure everybody would have. Yeah, and of course, <laughs> if I'm playing online, you have to throw down that. This is my boomstick. <laughs> and next, we're going to go to uh, Splinter Cell Double Agent. This is one that actually nobody found. Uh, apparently, in the game, uh, there's a secret mission to where you say you would rescue four baby seals. But after four baby seals, four baby seals. And you, you know, of course, the game uh, was all about him and you know his child, you know, dying. So uh, you know, I guess that was you know, try to boost his morale. But nobody found it. So after four years, uh, the developers released a video about it. <laughs> so I guess it really. We have that game. Yeah, I, I gotta, right, now, fi- I gotta figure out how to. Get I think it. I still have the copy. I don't know if you do. And now nah, I, I think you actually uh, took it from me. Well, no, I lent it to you, and then you gave it back. Yeah, and uh, we'll uh, we'll end it. Uh, we'll end uh, Steve's week uh, with yeah, Steve's world. Steve's huh? world. Yeah, Steve's week with uh, one of our favorites, Portal. Uh, apparently, you got to check the monitor on the next to the last level, and you'll see a scrolling recipe for cake. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one before. And actually, if you if you watch the second one, or if you play in the second portal, there's a couple references to the cake because the developers were so tired of hearing stupid jokes about the cake <laughs> that they actually said it's like there's a couple different like offhand remarks. They're like, "No, there is no cake." Yeah, I I, I do remember hearing some yeah, of it's that. Like, there's like big crosses across the cake or something like that. There's like a little room in there that shows a whole bunch of you know things about the cake being a lie. Yeah. It's pretty funny, but, but yeah. um, and I told you about the because you we were deciding about doing the cheat code thing. I told you uh, Netflix stopped working on the Google TV. Yeah. So I researched it and I was like, well, how do you unsubscribe your account? Because apparently all you have to do is remove your account then add it back in. So and the only way to re- to remove your account or deactivate the account from most um, things that can actually use the Netflix app are is to actually use the Konami code. So you do up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, start, or in this case, enter. And up pops a little menu. I had I, I was reading this on the forum. I read it three or four times. I said, there is absolutely no way that this works. <laughs> I know this code backwards and forwards between this and the blood code for the original Mortal Kombat. <laughs> there is absolutely no way that this is going to work. And you can color me surprised at 2 a.m. one day when I punched it in and went boop. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is like a level of awesome that you don't usually subscribe uh, ascribe to a, uh, a, a um, an application like Netflix. It's like all you're doing in there. It's like they have the worst search functionality in the world in the actual uh, application itself, but it, <laughs> but apparently they have time to uh, code the Konami code in there. So all right, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a really quick rundown of the food and caffeinated bits. First up, I'd like to thank my good friend Dash for actually doing a uh, guest review of the Keurig. He has a rather thorough 15-minute long uh, uh, review comparing the Keurig view between his original Keurig. So I, I like the fact that he did this. This is fantastic, and thank you ever so much to everybody who checked it out. And you know, comments, feedback, criticism, whatever you want to throw our general direction, we are always up for it. So you can either leave a comment on the article in, in uh, question or you can send an email to me at paul at caffeination.com. 
for Steve at caffeination.com. Thanks for picking that one up there. Yeah. <laughs> Should we throw it down, then you can pick it up again? No, no, that's okay. all right. <laughs> all right, but no, if you'd really like to, like, I'm not a personal fan of the Keurig. In fact, I may actually think that they make bad coffee. So as somebody who likes the Keurig, I, it's it's really good to get somebody else's opinion on there. So uh, Dash was actually nice enough to say that he would, you know, uh, put the video together, and uh, thank you very much for doing that. Dash actually runs the funny website called uh, Don't You Hate It When? And if you're on Twitter and you tweet something with either the phrase Don't You Hate It When or D-Y-H-I-W, then as the hashtag, then you will actually get retweeted. It's a way to share your frustration. And one of my favorite quotes in the world from the author Spider Robinson, shared pain is lessened and shared joy is increased. So it's it's uh, the the rule of... Uh, I forget what it's actually called. There's a, there's a phrase for it, but that but you know it's that's the quote. So I thought it was pretty cool. And thank you very much, Dash, for sending that general direction. You can actually find his stuff over at. Um YouTube.com slash user slash dash TC or just search for Don't You Hate It When. All right, now next thing we have up here. The next thing we have up here is uh, a uh, candidate uh, finally was able to do the impossible, which we all try to so, do. So somebody was able to appease both right and left wing voters? That's right. <laughs> Sorry. I, PhD you had candidate. Th- that's right. You had to throw a pun in there. <laughs> that's not even a pun, it's just a horrible attempt yeah. to <laughs> Uh, what he did was he uh, he got all the ketchup out of the bottle. Really? All, all of it. All of it. All of it. Like not even in it a little bit? Uh, he, that, that thing was licked clean. <laughs> clean as three rivers can get it? <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> and the uh, dog comes downstairs. That's right. He's already downstairs. Mm. And uh, what they do is actually they uh, used what they call uh, liquid glide, mm. which is a, an adhesive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know you got puns. In, in no, just, you know this 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 whole thing's just a slippery slope. I don't know where we're going to go. <laughs> I told you. And uh, yeah, that is uh, apparently this is what they did. They uh, they sprayed on they they sprayed the application on the bottle, and voila! <laughs> so the stuff just slides right out. It just slides right out. I I think that's pretty cool, but I mean, it's just it's weird. I mean, can you imagine the the like if they did this to like peanut butter and everything else is just and it just comes right out i mean it's like it would probably even make the sound it would be like the uh like the cranberry sauce at thanksgiving (laughs) and there it is yeah boom ketchup (laughs) Uh, this would be dangerous to have around my kid i think so my son loves him some ketchup i mean so much so that it's like atom bomb of ketchup hiroshima (laughs) nagasaki of ketchup it's it's horrible too soon Never yeah. mind. No, no. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, also a fun little thing that I saw on the side of this. Somebody actually posted as a comment. If you have a normal standard non-coated uh, bottle currently right now and you'd like to find a way to actually uh, uh, make the ketchup pour a little bit quicker, if you put a drinking straw down the center of the bottle and leave it in there, it actually pours significantly quicker. Hmm. I was unaware. I have not yet, as of yet tested the veracity of this claim, but we might have to get back to you on that one. And now you know. Knowing half the battle. Go, Go Joe. Joe. <laughs> All right. Now, the next little thing we have here. Uh, I love this this thing. It's tonight we take over the world. What are you going to do tonight? I don't know, Brian. What are we going to do tonight? Tonight we're going to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, uh, are you thinking what I'm thinking, Steve? You know, there's so many. I don't know which one to say. But <laughs> I know, know. Brian, but where are we going to find a duck and a hose at this time of night? <laughs> 
they, we could use some. We should start incorporating these into the show from here oh, on yeah. out. But the characters <laughs> from Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, actually, absolutely one of my favorite cartoons of all time, uh, are, are immortalized in cake. Well, actually, I guess immortalized really isn't working, but they took a picture and that lasts longer. So I think these are two of the best looking Pinky and the Brain figures that I saw online. I actually did some research to see if I could find out who did this. So if you know what person or what uh, uh, baker pastry chef whoever done did this please let us know we'd like to give them proper credit send thousands of links their way and possibly buy a cake way down the road as well because i mean this is just fantastic yeah so it, it, you have to head on over to the caffeination.com website to check this one out all right next thing we got for you here's three in one bbq tools it's a knife it's tongs and it's a uh, i think you know i actually think it's a four in one i think it's a misnomer because it has the knife edge it has the tongs that slide out the bottom uh, it's kind of like the Leatherman of grill tools. It has like t- you know tongs you can use to grab things. You know what? I'm a little bit more of a purist when it comes to grill things. It's it's it, you know people are using thermometers and stuff. No, turn it up high, let the food cook. You got you got one you got a couple different uh, situations out there. You got your tongs on one side, you got your uh, spatula on the other side, and what you do here is you use the one side for the one thing, the one side for the other thing. So when you got the raw meat, you flip it with the other thing. So this way you're not cross contaminating. That's right. And you know what? This thing just looks like it has so many tiny little places to hide meat and to hide other bits of stuff that I would hate to have to try and clean it. Brillo to the rescue. (laughs) All right, moving right along. What do we got up here, Steve? Uh, Next we got here, you know what? I accidentally uh, X'd out of it on uh, my computer, but what it... Got to lock it down. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, What we're talking about, uh, what I'm supposed to be talking about is uh, a lock for your uh, Ben & Jerry's uh ice cream and uh what a uh it's called the yafuri lock which is a plastic uh, security ring uh, that fits the upper lid keep a stiff upper lid <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it comes with your favorite pint you know i i think this is pretty funny i don't know if it's real but if it is that's that's awesome and it's, it's on the side it says i'm terribly sorry but there's no you in my pint <laughs> you know they need the same kind of thing for guinness because <laughs> it is my pint. Speaking of Guinness, the next uh, little uh, thing we got here is this beer glass reviews reveals a QR code only when filled with Guinness. So that's when you fill it up with the dark black sustenance that it is, the wonderful, lovely that it is. A QR code comes out of the uh, the white pieces. So if you try filling it with a lighter beer, it just won't work. Has to be black. Has to be uh, you know darkest coffee. I'm pretty sure if you filled it with coffee, it would also work. If it's truly Guinness, what they should have done is in Guinness only. What they should have done is actually measured out the proper depth of the current head of Guinness, like how deep it should be, and made that as the border for the QR code, so that if it had the right head on it, then it would actually be a fully functional QR code. No word on where it takes you, but I thought this was pretty cool. It was over to Gizmo.com, and then the last two quick little things before we send you out on your general way. That's right. Uh, what we'll start off here is uh, Thor whiskey, Ooh. which uh, yeah sounds pretty powerful. It's almost godlike. Yeah, <laughs> a little, little bit of ambrosia. That's right. And uh, <clears throat> for two hundred forty-five dollars, this is actually this <clears throat> better. Oh, be, I'm sorry, yeah. what? <laughs> $245. No, I didn't even do that. $245. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, for for that kind of price, this better be uh, really good whiskey. Uh, for, they, for that kind of price, it better wake me up the next morning with coffee in hand. <laughs> uh, apparently, it, it has a rich amber hue uh, with a uh, stewed plums, a golden syrup, and, you know, all kinds of goodness. Stewed plums? Never had stewed plums. How would I know if I'm tasting them? 
Wow. I'm going to have to let that one stew for a bit. Yeah. Let it stew. <laughs> <laughs> Dry on the palate with hints of vanilla, black beans, fresh mango, peach, and cinnamon. You know what? As much as I like doing the tasting notes on the stuff that we have, when I can't afford the stuff that we're talking about, I, I can make fun of it. You should, should be able to. Those are just the rules. And and I, I would like to try it, but I, there's no way I am ever... It's. It's only aged 16 years. I, you know, if I'm spending $245, that thing better be 245 years old. <laughs> that better be at like a dollar a year. Come That's on. Right. And it comes its own little Viking thing. You know, it, when you're done, do you set the sucker on fire and put it out in the middle of the river? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, moving right along. And uh, well, the last story we have here is, uh, of course, uh, it's called the uh, Shockless Birthday Card. And uh, what you do is... Uh, you get this birthday card, five bucks. You know it's well worth it, and I hope it happens to me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you just hang it on a bottle of your favorite uh, favorite beverage, mine being, of course, liquor, which is the picture that shows. Well, liquor is quicker. <laughs> and uh, what it, what it actually is, it, it's got your own. It's do-it-yourself uh, shot glass inside. You just make it, and uh, there you go. It's a little pop-out piece. It's uh, kind of like a. Uh Roll your own origami. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. that that's. Pr- I wonder how many times you can use it before it really starts to fall apart. Happy birthday! The first shot's on me, and then it's like you pop the thing out. That seems pretty cool. But yeah, five bucks is a bit steep. It doesn't even come with a booze. No, so, you know so, what? When I first saw it, I thought it did. But that would no, be really cool. That, like if you could buy the bottle of booze, and that was part of it. Maybe if it's just like a, a you know like a serious thing off to the side. Maybe they should contact Jack Daniels or somebody else and say, Hey, how about this? Even if it's like a small bottle, I mean, that, that'd be fine. But. How cool would it be if it, instead of this, it was like a larger card and it said Happy New Year and you popped it out and you had your very own little glass for Champagne. Now we're getting creative. There you go. Now we're getting crazy. Maybe there should be a keg of Guinness that comes with a giant one. It's, <laughs> it's actually its own toucan that says My Goodness, and then you're supposed to finish it with My Guinness. All right, I think we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you ever so much for listening to this. This has been a uh, kind of crazy, fun little episode. So uh, uh, it's been a wonderful time to uh, talk to everybody. If you were looking for this podcast or any of those other friends, remember to find it over at www.caffination.com. That is caffeination.com. I am Paul. This is Steve. And uh, stay caffeinated, people. <laughs>